Welcome back everyone to another new episode of Grow Your Path to Wellness. It's been a minute. Our last official guest was Casey Frederick and we talked all about art therapy, who that's beneficial for, um, the kind of the areas she specializes in that, talked about some misconceptions that people have when we hear about art therapy out in the world. Um, This week, Amanda and I, we decided to hop in and we've had some guest scheduling mix-ups and and changes, but we decided since today is Mother's Day, we would go ahead and do a Mother's Day special episode. So we're going to be recognizing mothers of all types and just talking about different dimensions of wellness when it comes to being a mother. So hi, Amanda. It's always good to see you. What up, friend? <laughs> yeah, I feel like we're getting into the season where, like, you know, kids are out of school and families are traveling, and you know, like as the weather gets warmer, you know, I feel like, yeah, with as far as our guests reschedules, but always good for us to have time to just talk to each other because if I think if you've been listening a while, you know that like Kelsey and I both live in Ohio, but we live like three hours apart. So yeah. uh, these podcasts are like the one time we get to connect. And when we have a guest cancellation, obviously I'm sad, but I'm also kind of excited because I get one-on-one time with Kelsey. Ooh, yeah. Well, what can we talk about? What can we talk? And then today just happens to be Mother's Day Sunday. So I think it's a very important, even if it wasn't Mother's Day, it's an important thing to recognize. But since the occasion is here. Yeah, so I I don't know. I always feel some type of way because I'm thinking about it. I'm like, Mother's Day, okay, and then Father's Day is next month. I'm like, they just so like creatively put these homework holidays <laughs> like yes. you know, back to back. And then I'm like, you know, I do I see both sides of it. Like I appreciate the day as like a reminder because the life gets busy and we get caught up in the moment and we don't you know be present in the moment and mindful and take it all in. So like part of me appreciates that there's this like special day to recognize and then the other part of it is like that can be a lot of pressure for people it can bring up so many emotions for folks like you know it's splattered everywhere it's on the tv it's in stores it's right they have a whole section decorated with mom things and it's all over the internet so uh that can be very overstimulating and activating for people too yes 100 percent. and like it's gonna be so hard for me to stay grounded because like just because I'm not a mom, that doesn't mean, you know, that I don't have, you know, my own experiences being a, a, a childbearing age woman who is by choice childless. Um, but then just in general, like I have a lot of people around me who have struggled with um, infertility. We'll put like some trigger warnings on here so people know that we'll be touching on these things. But I think it's important to be just overall if even if you're not a mother, but being mindful of and just empathetic of what the experience is when and can be for many different types of people. I come from a blended family. So for me, it's like I have a bunch of different mother figures and my parents had me young. So I was definitely taken care of a good bit um, by my grandmother. So like I view her as a primary mother figure to me so it's it's a very complex topic I think we were going to try to keep it a little grounded by just talking about our good old foundational eight dimensions of wellness I believe yeah and I think even before we get into that as you were talking it made me think like I don't know it's like you feel like and I, I just tell me if I'm wrong but like it seems like you feel like you have to clarify like even though I'm not a mom I yes. can still connect and like as you're talking I'm like we all have like a primal natural connection to 
mm-hmm. motherhood, parenthood, caregiving. Yes, everybody, you get that comment. Yeah, everybody's like, you're so good with kids. Or like, I was like, that's so different. Like, just because if I don't want my own children or at this point in time, I may not. And it's like, you get all of that, like from many different directions. Like, just because I'm not a mom, I feel like people get very very defensive and people aren't very mindful or empathetic of other people but that doesn't mean you live in a bubble right like even people that don't want to or aren't able you know to be a birth mom it's like you still you had a mom yeah in some way (laughs) like you know most of us have a connection to a mom or a mom figure so that experience is valid to talk about in these conversations too um yeah so I think it gets very like separated and kind of like yeah. I even saw it. I mean, you know, you see this like in movies or with other friend groups, but uh, I kind of had kids like later than most of my friend groups. So you see them become parents and then slowly but surely like they hang out with the other moms at the park and at play group. And I'm over here like with my non childbearing friends. And um, I, I don't know, I just think we separate it rather than coming together as a community for support in those ways. I'm reading and I think you're reading the same book as me as well because I told you whenever I picked my copy up but Gabor Matei's The Myth of Normal and I'm like a good chunk in there and he starts talking about you know just not just the expectations on mothers but the the judgment and oh my god I must just lost my whole train of thought oh my gosh it was a really important one hold on it'll come back to me he was touching on something very specific and it literally just left my brain I'm sorry it's okay. I got like almost 100 pages in, but I didn't get to that part in. I was actually just reading yesterday. Oh, I highly it. recommend such a good book, little Gabor Mate plug. If it comes yeah. back to you, let me know. Okay. Yeah, but then I also think it's really important to recognize like different experiences because we all live in this like, we have these blinders on and it's like our own experiences and our own understanding of the world. And we kind of forget sometimes that there's other people with other experiences like how many people right now are grieving rather mm-hmm. than you know celebrating how many people are you know great well yeah gr- <laughs> grieving because they've lost their mother or a mother figure grieving because they want to be a mother so badly and they're unable to grieving because they've lost children right like um we we think that this can be a happy time but also there's a lot of emotions that go into it and these are everyday things like as therapists as we talk about why it's so important to come see a therapist even if you don't have like a significant mental health disorder or significant symptoms everyday life like this of just naturally existing in the world and having a life and then mother's day comes and hallmark posts it everywhere and now we have all sorts of feelings that come up Yes, definitely. And I, that thought still is not going to come back to me. I kept trying and trying and the harder I try, the more it disappears. But Um, if you connect that to like the stress disease connection, these feelings probably come up and we see it in our therapy sessions with clients. Like we start to identify patterns of like, oh, so every year on this holiday or every year in summertime, you know, like whatever that looks like, we, we kind of identify these correlations. And if we don't heal those inner wounds that can become toxic to our health our physical health not you know yeah. we said we were going to touch on all the dimensions of wellness so there's emotional and physical right yeah. we yeah. talked about social a little bit there you know with like different friend groups and I think the thought so it's kind of it's vaguely in my brain but how so in that part I was just reading he was talking about the our roots and 
what it used to look like like way back with our ancestors and what it looked like to raise a child and um how the community aspect was so different I think that's where that came up earlier for me was when you're talking about like the connections with other people and you know okay I'm not at the exact same place as everybody so then I just I feel so you know on the outside likely unintentionally but he went kind of in depth and a section I was just reading talking about how it was when that's where the saying it takes a village comes from and now here we are in our society you know the capitalistic uh, westernized world trying to do all of the same things but with things looking and feeling radically different and the expectations being so like you better be able to handle all of this on your own yeah I actually saw a post the other I might have even shared it it was like you know, like millennial moms that were taught, it is so important to have an education and a career and be able to provide for yourself, but also um, do all this for your child. Yeah. And like the pressure. And I absolutely feel that. I mean, you know, entrepreneur life, business owner life, like it is, it is, it's a full-time job and parent situation in itself. I say all the time, I catch myself and and myself in moments all the time. Um, saying I could I couldn't imagine what it would it'd be like to have another little person to take care of in the midst of all of the things so yeah so that kind of fills in filters into like occupational and I know we recently had Tiffany Lewis on and we've had a couple other people that have come on like I know Kendra talked about momhood and stuff and I I just think like we've just learned to figure it out (laughs) But yeah. we're not doing that well and no one's really talking about it, right? Like we're not we building have, those. You figure it out. And but then if there's emotions or if you are struggling in the figuring it out process, I the expectation that's on mothers of all types to just you're supposed to look look good and look happy, like you love it and it's the best thing ever all the time. And if you complain about it, um that means that you hate your children and you wish that they didn't exist anymore. And I'm like, why? Is that you literally this? can't ever win. Like there's just no. no, I mean, that's like a lot of things in life too, but someone's always going to have judge. And I see it even like, I try so hard to be an unbiased, non-judgmental person. And now that I'm a mom, it's even harder because I'm like, um, <laughs> it's kind of chilly out and the baby don't have no clothes on. Oh, yes. wait, there's a little child running around. I, ha- I cannot leave this area until I find where their caregiver is. Like, what's happening? Right? Like, there's so many times that I'm, like, hyper aware. Hyper aware. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, into that occupational life. Like, you know, thankfully, working for myself now, I have so much better work. There's no real bad ones, right? But I have more control of that ability. Whereas like mm-hmm. in typical work settings, business settings, especially in corporate world, it is like, you know, you you don't really talk about that or you fear that you're going to not get promotions or be respected or, um, mm-hmm. you know, get as many opportunities as people that don't have children because you're not able to stay late for that extra meeting for the project or you're not able to go out and schmooze after hours or you know those kind of like relationship-based growth opportunities in those workplaces because how dare we in our world right now have boundaries with 
to each of our to try to keep these dimensions they're never going to be in balance we say that all the time but when it comes to like occupational specifically and the other areas of our life it's like they're not set up to like coexist I feel like I feel like they're set up to almost like clash with each other rather than like oh okay like this is a giant system how do we get these pieces to move you know with each other it's like everything down to you know the like child care like I was very my my parents had the privilege of you know having you know their parents who could step in and help because like I said my parents were teen parents so I because my parents were young and you know had to make it in this world like I was I would spend a good bit of time there and things but if some people don't have family you know then you get into the financial dimension of wellness having to pay for the child care and and if you don't then that can impact your own occupational uh presence and or just even people that are now being stay-at-home moms because childcare didn't make sense for the amount it costs for them to work like they were working to pay childcare basically and I just think it's it's so interesting because like there's a a, uh it's like a big friction like I support you be a mom be a really great mom yeah that's wonderful it's a wonderful value it's the best thing you'll ever do oh kids are precious oh yeah be a great employee blah blah blah. yeah yeah yeah. oh but um not family oriented here (laughs) you brought your kid to a work event or I I mean and, and still like I have to get out of that own programming myself because I'm student still a new parent so those old things are in me like you brought your kids here like that's not appropriate type thing or like mm-hmm. you know and and we just don't do well as a society with that I in the very beginning with Rain when he was still little I would bring him to these like networking meetings and things like that and I could make it work for a little while. And then once he was on the go, it was just, he's, you know, loud and yelling and and getting into everything and eating everything. And it's a, you know, I, I'm fine. And I can participate in that way because my life is chaotic like that. And I have ADHD, so I'm always distracted, but just the judgment and the peering looks that you feel from others because of that, like makes you feel like you know, what are you doing here? You don't have your life together. Oh, this girl has a business. Like, I don't want to, you know, and like all these thoughts that may or may not be real, like start to kind of come in your head and because no one's really saying, yeah, it's okay. Or here, no one has a space made for family-friendly environments like that. It's, it's very exclusionary. Yeah. I will never forget. I don't know why this memory popped up in my brain, but, um, I remember and why we I love the social work major and just field so much because I had I think multiple professors but one specifically that like if it came down to you missing class or making it to class like having your you having your child care for your child if it meant like if that fell through one day um they were like if it means you're gonna miss class bring your your little one with you like it was so it was normalized in there and it was like one of the first spaces and one of the very few and last spaces I've ever seen that in a classroom like in, in a college setting and mm-hmm. like this professor it was my I had a professor who would like hold somebody's baby while lecturing and that person was taking notes it's like I think a thing I seen a thing circulating on social media while like here recently but like I had a professor uh Lisa, Dr. Lisa Skeens loved her to death 
like she was just so humanizing like this is what we're here like we're going to be working with humans and it, we got to treat one another like we're more alike than we are different like we're here for a common purpose and it was like it shouldn't be that mind-blowing to see that happening <laughs> but it was and it still is yeah and part of me well you said it's social work too but part of me is like is yeah. that because it's southern I said, like, that's what like I said. the southern <laughs> culture part of it too I is that imagine. yeah you know more likely in that area too and I'm also like but that happened for like a, in a physics major class like I don't know probably not probably wouldn't happen in a chemistry mm -mm. lecture setting or a business but, class or yeah but yeah it's like all so intertwined it's like okay well if one thing you know, happens, then so many other areas are implicated. And I don't feel like we have the most, like in our field, the biopsychosocial, we don't use that framework to mm -hmm. look at, at things as a as, as one person, but who's a mother and all of the systems at play in that person's life that's influenced by motherhood. Yeah. And the amount of people that think that they like deserve an opinion about your child mm -hmm. is wild too like in all the ways it's like they want it's like it's a feeling of like community in that way <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> when I want to be able to tell you what to do and how to do it then right how matters. I did things then this is community <laughs> yeah but like when we're out here on our own like going through postpartum depression anxieties postpartum psychosis right or like you know just at the thralls of it, you know, sleeping three hours a night in the beginning and questioning mm -hmm. yourself and having your own trauma wounds and attachment wounds come up that no one prepared you for. There's no, no right, you know, like the, where's the community there? So we have to do a lot better. Like one day, I, I think my whole point of all of this is like one day to recognize is cool. And also we need some structural changes here, right? Like it's, it's kind of like, cool. Like you know, we have this awareness month or this awareness day or whatever it is for whatever population that is really disenfranchised. But also, can we like do things systemically to make things in existence just better in general? Right. And not just buying a gift or, you know, and being like, here you go. That's that you can feel recognized. But I, it just, I, I don't know if that would make people feel like actually seen and um acknowledged and and be like hey we see that you need these things um how do we you know support one another in getting needs met yeah the the other cool thing i'll say is that um when you become a mom though there's like this like code of like a little bit of community like no matter what like I was out to like Mexican on Cinco de Mayo of course because I am who I am and I look over <laughs> at this table and there's a mom just got like a little I don't know two three month old just on their lap just sitting there rocking and just talking to her friend across the table and then they stop talking and the friend looks at me because I looked at the baby and I'm like <laughs> like I'm just over here like yeah. pointing and I'm like the baby spit up but like I you know like there's just like there's a little bit of like mom code of like oh or like you know like we were on the airplane and this mom like was wearing her baby but then they, she was trying to get up and get her luggage and stuff and I'm like here can I help you like let me hear this like whatever right like yeah. there's just this extra layer once you are a mom uh-huh it's like that. you now yeah. look out for these things and, and look out for each other in that way but like I said it's like separated because then the ones that can't identify with that existence for whatever reason it's very 
Yeah, we could honestly go on about this topic all day, but people don't want to listen to us just like talk to each other all day. So maybe we should wrap it up. Are there any dimensions that we're missing? Spiritual? Spiritual. Ooh, that one could be a big one. Environmental? Environmental. Which we kind of talked about with like your community and like lack of resources and support. Social, emotional. I know you kind of touched on it. And um, as far as the like mental health, Mm-hmm. like the adjustment like adjusting to motherhood I know we don't have a ton of time but um I think that's a big one that is in our world it's like oh you just gotta it goes right through me and I'm not a mom but like lose the baby weight and just get back you know to it and where the maternity leave stuff and and the, but the weeks. silence Six weeks. From like major trauma to your body and yeah I just, um, it's, it's wild to me yeah. And I'm, I'm a mental health provider. Like I, and I don't obviously don't specialize in like perinatal or maternal mm-hmm. mental, like I, that's not something I specialize in, but you would think just in general, I would have been more prepared for what that transition hormonally, mentally, emotionally would be like, it was so visceral that I can't even describe it. I was going to say, I think we can logic it and yeah. like logically be like, I know that this is going to you know, shift or feel different or be impacted. But like we always say, the way that it's actually felt and experienced, we can't, you can't prepare for that. And no one talks about it, just like me and you say, like, this is why we do a podcast to give education and information out there to the community to like, here's some skills and things that you should know, because the world's not going to, treat you know, teach it to you. It's like, no one said anything to me, like my um, I had a really wonderful midwife and she was very supportive emotionally, but still it wasn't like, Hey, just so you're aware, sometimes these things can happen. Hey, partner or other support system. These are things you can look out for to be mindful of just in case I got the folder with like discharge paperwork and like, um, I don't know, like lactation support resource, whatever, like the little folder they gave me at the hospital was with a tiny little insert about postpartum depression. They didn't talk about, no one talked to me about it. No one talked about postpartum anxiety or postpartum psychosis. Right. And it's always lumped into that category. And there was not a single conversation about it. Yeah. Like I want to use the word terrifying, but I I don't want that to be like misinterpreted. Like, cause this is such a it's part it's like such a part of like that human experience and it's just like I think it's it goes along with the like as I don't want to gender this and it not be fair but I feel like as women I can speak as you know as a woman in general and just say we're just expected to have it all together and be okay like just handle it like oh well you know you'll be fine this is just what it is now and it's like like but there's actual I worked with a client and again I don't specialize in this and her pregnancy came she was actually getting ready to move and I probably would have referred anyways but long story short I remember her sharing with me having um thoughts of self-harm or suicidal ideation or having feelings of like not wanting to you know connect with her baby and 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 feeling very disconnected and the amount of shame like that she was carrying and not having anybody else to share that with didn't even feel safe to share it with her medical provider because there's so much judgment mm-hmm. and there, and she's like even the things are worded as like are you feeling depressed today 
and like and at the hot doctor's I mean she's like I mean maybe not in this moment so she checks like no or whatever and then nobody asks anything ever again and I'm like what are we doing oh here comes our soapbox <laughs> yeah I, I was actually at the port part of the um myth of normal book about well I'm sure the whole book is like this but talking about how like over and over and over again even like the specialist of specialists that know and realize and are looking at these things with their patients don't disclose that or talk about it with other medical providers because they fear the judgment of like the importance of actually looking at things which is weird to me but that's a whole other topic and I'm not yeah. gonna go there today <laughs> but those things happen those they happen often and they happen more way more there it's just like other types of you know trauma that goes very very unreported um and not talked about and if those things are happening for you you are not alone um because I feel like we're made it like we said I think the theme of this is we kind of fall to this place of everybody living in their separate bubble and then not coming together and connecting and realizing like oh yeah like <laughs> I'm not alone and these things that come along with motherhood and being a type of a mother and adjusting to that and just like how much I don't want to say less how I have a picture in my head and I'm trying hard to verbalize it um like I just think about all these experiences of like infertility and grief related to motherhood and so many emotions heavy emotions and if we were coming together as a community better to support one another in general I want to say how much less of an impact those things would feel but that's not the right word um, would look like how, like how much more supported would we feel how much how better would our quality of life be how much better would our coping be how much better would our physical health be yeah. Like the outcomes and the the symptoms that result from these things, what would they look like if if these systemic and, and communal uh, factors were present? Yeah, because we know like mental health, substance, all these like unhelpful coping mechanisms and symptoms breed in isolation. And so if we feel these heavy things because of whatever or whatever feelings that are valid that are being related to motherhood if we had that community support rather than just sitting in isolation with the, that shame, guilt, fear, sadness, you know, whatever it is. And then the joy, like, and then being able to celebrate the joy too, you know, Ugh, we could talk about this all day, obviously, like everything we talk about, but yeah. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in today to our Mother's Day episode. If you are feeling like you need support, there is a uh, 988 crisis line. You are welcome to reach out to anytime. You can text or call. Um, we will be back in two weeks. We are going to have another TikTok friend, <laughs> mental health therapist, Aaron Kennel, and he's going to be talking about mental health and school-based therapy. And I think we haven't talked about that since like D James was on, I said a year ago when I shared it in our stories, but I think it was actually two years ago. Um, so I'm excited to be able to talk about that and explore, you know, youth mental health right now is so very important. So that's going to be a great topic. 
All right, everyone, make sure you are uh, subscribed and have your notifications turned on so you know when the latest episode is. Feel free to give us your comments and feedback, and we will see you next time. Take care. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye.